Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Welcome to our study of a series I have entitled, As in the Days of Noah. That phrase comes from the Olivet Discourse. In the last week, Passion Week, before Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, resurrected, and then 40 days later went into the heavenlies, he preached on the Mount of Olives what is referred to as the Olivet Discourse. He made a statement, Matthew 24, verse 37, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. That's a five-hour series that I have on CD, a audio series that will help you understand the times in which we're living. What he says in this passage of Scripture is that when you replicate the days as they were in Noah's time, you can recognize that is the time of his coming back to the earth. May I invite you to take a few moments now and listen to an introduction to this series as it was in the days of Noah. Now, let me remind you of something, and some mistakenly say that the rapture of the church is the fulfillment of that Jewish feast called the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah. There are seven Jewish feasts. You have the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, Pentecost. Those are the four spring feasts. And then you have Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of the Trumpets. You have Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. I'm giving the Hebrew and the English. And then you have Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, the three fall feasts. Jesus Christ fulfilled those first four feasts. On the day of Passover, he was crucified, three o'clock on that afternoon. He was buried on unleavened bread. He resurrected on first fruits. Let me throw this into your thinking. Interestingly, the Jews, especially the Orthodox Jews, do not celebrate the feast of first fruits. They ignore that feast because it is the day that Jesus Christ resurrected on. They know he was crucified on Passover. They know he was buried on unleavened bread. And thus they don't celebrate the feast of first fruits. That's there. It's Leviticus 23. All seven feasts are required as part of the yearly cycle of observing these feasts. And then 50 days after the Feast of First Fruits, you have the Feast of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. So Jesus Christ and or the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, fulfill those first four feasts. The last three feasts have to be fulfilled. By the way, they fulfill them in the proper day sequences as well. The last three feasts have to be fulfilled in the proper day sequences also. In other words, Jesus Christ has to fulfill the Feast of Trumpets He has to fulfill the Feast of Day of Atonement and fulfill the Feast of Tabernacles. Many have mistakenly said the rapture of the church is the Feast of Trumpets because they're talking about blowing a trumpet. No, this is a trumpet sound for the church. The feast is not for the church, it's for the Jewish people. The Feast of Trumpets is when Jesus Christ comes back. After, immediately after the tribulation. Notice what it says there, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation period. Then verse 31, and he tells the angel to blow the trumpet. To do what? Call all the Jews in. The blowing of a trumpet was a calling of a solemn assembly. And that's what he's doing. He's calling for a solemn assembly. They're going to have a judgment as to whether they can go in the millennial kingdom or not. And so he's calling all the Jews to come back. And he's going to then judge them. That's the Feast of Trumpets being fulfilled. T 
Ten days after the Feast of Trumpets, he walks into the temple on Yom Kippur. Jesus Christ, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, did not do as the other high priest did once a year going into the Holy of Holies to offer a sacrifice on Yom Kippur. But once in the end of time, only once he goes into the Holy of Holies. And when he comes back, he walks into the Holy of Holies, Ezekiel 43, 7. He sits down, he says, my soles and my feet shall never leave here and I'll never be again dishonored by the Jewish people. That is the feast of Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. That's when the Jews are saved in a day. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 9. Five days after that, Feast of Tabernacles, and that's the fulfillment that is seen in the millennial kingdom to come. That's that thousand-year period of time. That's what Peter was referring to. And so he's talking about this. He's teaching them prophecy. He's laying out the whole entire scenario for the end times, and he's showing us this right here in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, on this fabulous prophecy conference that's taking place. Now, once again, go back to verse 3 just for a second, and notice the questions. The first one is, tell us about when the temple is going to be destroyed. He's not going to answer that one. The second question, and uh, what shall be the sign of thy coming? He is going to answer that, and we're going to look at that right now. And then thirdly, and at the end of the world, or the end of this age, or the end of this period of time, what is it going to be like? And he's going to lay out that information as well. Let's look at the answer to the second question. Give us some signs of thy second coming. Now let me remind you who he's talking to again. He's talking to Jewish people. He is not talking to Christians. We must understand that Christians are not looking for signs. Book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22. The Jew requires a sign. Christians are not looking for signs. We're not looking for signs for the rapture of the church. We're listening for a sound for the rapture of the church. The signs are given to the Jewish people. The Old Testament, he says through the prophets, I will not do anything Yes, I tell you about it before it happens. And he's going to lay out these signs. Look at the signs, and we'll go quickly. But what I want you to do is get your Bible open to the book of Revelation, chapter 6. Because I want to show you how Jesus is giving us the panoramic overview of the end times events here in this unbelievable prophecy conference on the Mount of Olives. Okay, if you've got Revelation 6 standing by, look here back in Matthew 24 and verse 4. And Jesus answered, he's starting to tell them now, and he said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. The very first thing he says, signs of deception. Mark it down. This is going to be a great indicator that I'm about to come. Not for the rapture of the church. Remember but for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Signs of deception, verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many will be deceived. Look at verse 11. And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. Boy, it sounds like today there's lots of false prophets out there. Go to verse 24. He's expanding on this point. Verse 24, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. One of the greatest indicators that we're moving quickly towards the time of the second coming of Christ, not the rapture of the church, the second coming of Christ is 
signs, wonders, and miracles deceiving even the body of Christ. Signs, wonders, and miracles. We have a proliferation of signs, wonders, and miracles. We have television networks seen around the world propagating signs, wonders, and miracles. And I'm here to tell you, my dear friend, Jesus Christ can perform a miracle if he wants to because he is God and he can do whatever he wants to. But Satan can perform a miracle as well. The book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 and following says the Antichrist will use signs, wonders, and miracles. Revelation chapter 13, verse 12 and following says the false prophet will use signs, wonders, and miracles to call the world to worship uh, the Antichrist. Revelation chapter 16, verses 13 to 16 talks about Satan, the Antichrist, and false prophet using signs, wonders, and miracles to gather the leaders of the world to bring them to Jerusalem to have the battle of Armageddon. Signs, wonders, and miracles that are deceiving even the believers are an evidence of what's going to happen just before Jesus Christ comes back. Now, if you've got Revelation chapter 6, look at that just for a moment. Verse 1, chapter 6, and I saw, one of the, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the seals, there are seven sealed judgments. These are the beginning judgments of the seven-year tribulation period. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. This is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist who was coming on the scene soon after the rapture of the church. He's on a white horse. He has a crown on his head, a bow in his hand with no arrows. The purpose is he's coming as the Messiah to establish a peace, albeit a pseudo-peace, for a certain period of time. The Antichrist is trying to do everything to replicate the true Jesus Christ. He is the false Messiah, and he comes. Signs of deception. He uses signs, wonders, and miracles. Exactly what Jesus had to say. Thank you very much for joining with us to study as it was in the days of Noah. That is a series taken from the Olivet Discourse, recorded in Matthew 24 and 25, Mark 13, and Luke 21. This phrase, as it was in the days of Noah, gives us evidence as to how soon it may well be when Jesus will shout, the archangel will shout, the trouble God will sound, and we will be caught up to be with him. Jesus said, when you replicate those days as they were in Noah's day, that's the time that I will be coming. And as we continue to study this, you'll understand we are indeed living in those days. If you're interested in our CD series, as it was in the days of Noah, you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, or you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. This way, you'll be able to have your own copy of the five-hour CD audio series as it was in the days of Noah. Thank you very much for listening to this short segment of this series. And uh, let me just remind you, everything that we've said in this study is indicative of the fact we are quickly approaching the time when Jesus will shout, and we'll be caught up to be with him. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...